I'm going to try something new with this shorty episode. I'm going to answer a question that I get DM'd from Instagram. So this is from Danielle. And I, I'm doing this because if one person asks and had the bravery to ask and share their story and ask the question, someone else probably has that question too. They just didn't have the brave courage to ask. So Danielle asks, I just found you and I'm so intrigued. I was diagnosed officially with Hashimoto's two years ago, but got hypothyroidism diagnosis 11 years ago and had a massive hyperthyroidism episode 17 years ago after my first kiddo. Pregnancy is a load on the body. Not a lot of women think about that. It is a stressor on the body and actually can suppress the thyroid. But she had pretty, this is back to Danielle, but have pretty significant damage to my thyroid according to ultrasounds. Long of the short, I'm 43 and am now struggling with weight, which by the way is one of the two biggest struggles women have with Hashimoto's, weight and fatigue. And I feel like worse fatigue, oh my God, she said it, and brain fog than before. And my heart is going out to her because I have been there a thousand times over. I love weightlifting, which warms my heart, but end up massively exhausted. Interesting. I saw your post about lifting. I'm curious, what is different about your course than, say, Peloton, which I'm going to address? I can't seem to stick with any exercise lately, and I was an avid runner up until I developed a neuroma last year in my foot. Okay, so first of all, neuromas are very tricky. I've treated a lot of them. They are tricky to treat. Even surgery does not have a favorable outcome for most neuromas that I've treated. So I feel you, girl. Okay, but the question I want to address specifically from Danielle, so we know her history. She's had Hashi's diagnosis, hypothyroidism, a hyperthyroidism. She's 42. She's struggling with weight and fatigue and brain fog, but she loves to lift, which I love. So her question is, I'm curious, what is different about your course, Thyroid Strong, than say Peloton? So I've tried out Peloton. I've tried it out in person when I lived in New York. I used to go wake up super early. This is actually pre-Hashi diagnosis and go to Robin Arzon's class at like 6 a.m. in studio when it was over on 23rd Street and 6th Avenue. So Peloton, and I know they have lots of different tools now with the Peloton tread, the rower, and they, they do have weights, okay? The weights that are used in Peloton, in my opinion, are not heavy enough, okay? So I like the women with Hashimoto's to pick up a heavier weight, something by the last couple reps. It is challenging. If you're going to put challenging on a scale of zero to 10, it's like a seven or eight. Another way to perceive challenge and hitting fatigue is, do I have maybe two more reps in the tank? Only two and no more. If I have five more, if I have eight more, if I have 10 more, That weight is too light. So I like my Hashi ladies to lift on the heavier side. And I'll talk about why. I like my Hashi ladies to do lower reps at first. Maybe we start with three to five. We get our breath. We get our brace. How we engage our core, not pulling our belly to our spine and we get stacked. We get our ribs right over our pelvis. So when we're first learning form, maybe we keep it to three to five reps. Then we start to increase it to six to eight reps. I have not programmed more than eight reps for a Hashi lady in the last couple of years because we want to feed the muscle tissue but not get so fatigued, right? And it's that very fine line that we dance, not get so fatigued that we can't get out of bed for three to five days. We feel like 
our workout has taken away from our life instead of enhanced it, which is it is supposed to do. Lastly, Peloton class, you do not take between your sets a rest break of 60 seconds, 90 seconds, up to two minutes, sometimes up to three minutes. That doesn't happen, right? The instructor would be doing a lot of talking and the class would get boring. So I like for my Hashi ladies, heavier weights, lower reps. There's form, 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 cueing. We talk about foot dialing, how to engage the glutes, how to breathe, where to breathe, where to step your feet, how to turn them out, how to foot dial so you can engage and build tension in your lower legs to pick up a weight, whether it's a deadlift or you're pressing your weight overhead, it's a full body move. So even if you're going to press a weight overhead and I have a lot of women reach out and be like, oh, but my upper body's so weak. Girl, a press is not an upper body move. It is a full body move. You step your feet, you squeeze your heels, you screw your feet into the floor without moving your feet. You get your quads engaged, you squeeze your butt like you're cracking a walnut. You breathe down in wide embrace and all that tension that was built from the feet all the way up, then using your exhale of a big, strong gets the weight up. So it is not an upper body, oh, I have weak arms move. It is a full body move. The other thing is that Thyroid Strong is programmed very strategic. It is the essential seven moves, right? So there's not bicep curls, there's not tricep kickbacks, it is all the essential seven moves with variations, but a hinge, a squat, a push, a pull, a lunge, a carry, and an anti-rotate. So we want to replicate those moves that we do in life so that we can get better at life. Sometimes I feel like with Peloton, we're doing Peloton to get better at Peloton, to get that gamification, to get your name on the board, to move up on the board. I get it. It's a great way to create community, but I don't want to get better at Peloton. I want to get better at life. I want to get stronger so that I can pick up my kids. If they run up to me and they jump on them, I can literally sit my hips back, hinge and hike them up like a kettlebell into my arms and hug them. That's how I pick up my three-year-old is literally hiking her back into a backswing and up into my arms. I love the gamification and the community Peloton has created, but when you do it with an autoimmune condition and you see other people getting results and changing their body composition and hitting the top of the leaderboard and you're trying to do the same and you're pushing yourself harder and you're gaining weight and you're getting more exhausted, it's because those people don't have an autoimmune condition. So I believe you have to work out different for your body. My cueing and Thyroid Strong, you'll see if you ever go online and look at the reviews for Thyroid Strong, the cueing is like impeccable. As a chiropractor who has treated and trained not only just normal patients and athletes and the autoimmune population since 2007, if one cue worked for everyone, everyone would say that cue. But as life is, one cue does not work for everyone. So you have to say it different ways to get that person to get into that move. So we give those cues, we give them in different ways so that different things work for different people. I'll give you an example, foot dialing. So if you step your feet outer hip width, right? So step your feet outer hip width, turn your toes out. If there was a clock to like 11 and one o'clock. Now you're going to spread the floor. Picture like you're screwing your feet into the floor, like you're squeezing your heels together, 
but don't move your feet. What do you feel? You feel your quads engage, the fronts of your legs. You feel your butt squeeze. That cue of squeeze your heels, but don't move your feet does not work for someone with high arches. They're like, ah, it's not working. I don't get it. I don't know what's going on. So you have to cue someone, in my experience, with high arches differently. So you tell that person with high arches, okay, instead of squeezing your heels, think you're taking your pinky toes and you're tearing a towel. Like you're spreading your pinky toes out to the sides. Like you're standing on a paper towel and you're trying to tear that paper towel in half, but don't move your feet. That cue, spread your pinky toes, works for the high arch person. So that's an example of cueing. And both of those are given. We talk about that in Cyber Strong. So Danielle, who loves heavy weightlifting, but feels fatigued and is gaining weight and has worse brain fog after, that's the difference between thyroid strong. That's the difference between thyroid strong and other kettlebell apps and courses as well. I love kettlebells because they are super forgiving when you are first learning form. If you do a heavy carry, aka farmer's walk with dumbbells, they are going to bang all over your legs and give you bruises on your thighs. Kettlebells will glide smoothly along your thighs. Kettlebells are super forgiving when you're first learning form. If you learn a deadlift with a barbell, Your form has to be so on point of how you bring the bar up and shave your legs and then drive through with your hips and squeeze your butt and then lowering the bar down and not sending your butt back too soon so that you don't throw out your back. Everything has to be super tight. Kettlebells, more forgiving when you're first learning form. You don't have to be that dialed in. Yes, we cue amazing form so that you don't injure yourself. We tell you exactly where to line the handles up, where to step the feet, where the bell should be under you in a row compared to a deadlift, compared to a squat. And that cueing is so pivotal in feeding your muscle tissue. All of this exercise and strength training is to feed your muscle tissue, to put more meat on the bones, to help with the turnover of your inactive to active thyroid hormones to secrete myokines to help regulate your hormones and your immune system. That's why we feed our muscle. That's why we eat protein minimum or 30 grams per day. Because when we do that and we feed our muscle tissue, we have more energy. We have joints that feel better. We age more gracefully. And if we fall down the road and we break a hip, which actually happens in reverse. Most people, they actually break their hip at their femoral neck and then fall. We have a better outcome of not dying within that first year post that fall. So just aging more gracefully, better longevity. So Danielle, that is how thyroid strong is different than say a Peloton. All right, ladies, I'll see you next week.